Let's face it, living takes guts, and living a full life takes a lot of guts. Igniting Courage podcast is the place you can come to get a blast of courage from real people who are clawing their way through life just like you are. We're going to talk about big courage and also little daily courage. You'll hear people's opinions on how to build courage and how to summon it when you would rather join the circus and never be heard from again. So welcome. I'm glad you had the guts to show up for this conversation. Hey, everybody, and thanks for tuning in today. This is my interview with Sarah Apke. I met Sarah in 2017 on a high school building expedition in Malawi. She had the courage to bring her four children aged 9 to 14 and her husband, and they just were an absolute delight and a huge asset to the work that we got done in the two weeks that we were in Malawi. So when I thought about igniting courage and somebody who exhibited courage, Sarah popped into my head because she not only brought four kids to Africa, but everybody was so positive and so helpful, and it was just an amazing experience having them along. So I immediately thought of Sarah, and she didn't let me down. What a wonderful interview. I can't wait for you to hear it. Enjoy. Thank you so much, Sarah Abke, for joining me on the podcast today. I'm psyched to have you here. Very happy to be here with you. So my first question that I ask every guest is, what does courage mean to you? Just a basic definition. Wow. Well, courage, I guess to me, courage means doing something that would normally make you very uncomfortable. Uh, If I thought I was doing something courageous, because I don't think of myself as a courageous person, if I thought I were doing something courageous, it would be something I would normally wouldn't do or that I would think I never could do. All right. And I know you because in 2017, you packed up four kids between the ages of 9 and 16 and joined me in Africa for two weeks to build a high school. Which was so fantastic. Yeah, and so yeah. I thought that was an incredibly courageous thing to do, <laughs> and so I thought, I mean, and, and your children are just absolutely lovely, and it was so much fun to have them with us, um, uh, so I wanted to talk to you as a mother about that experience and, and sort of start with the decision to do it. I mean, had you guys taken international mission-type trips before? Uh, um, we, so that my husband had gone to a work meeting with about 6,000 partners about six months before this trip. And it was there that somebody came to speak about the necessity for clean water in uh, parts of the world that don't have access to it. And he shared some stories and stories about children, and this is their life's work, is to walk back and forth to get water for their family every day. And talked about a 13-year-old who had taken her own life because uh, they think because she had broken her jug of water and didn't know how she was going to transport the water anymore. And he came home from this meeting just so touched and like, we've got to do something about this. And so he said, I don't know what we need to do, but we need to do something. So we started researching about clean water and um, trying to get our family involved in something. And we had known people that had traveled to Africa with Kindy Dixon, who was um, one of the leaders on this trip that we went on in. They had gone to Africa with her years earlier, and we couldn't find anything specifically to this uh, water cause that we were looking for, but found this school building trip. And as it turned out, Warm Hearts does do a lot of great work with putting clean water in communities. And so it was kind of this double whammy here that was just this double blessing, I guess. So 
we found this trip. We found Kindy. We didn't know any of you from Michigan and the Rotary Club there. <laughs> and we were a little worried that you might not, um, you might think we were taking over the trip and bringing these kids because there were no kids coming on the trip. And we were a little bit worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and that you guys had been working for two years towards this trip and raising money, and we were just kind of tagging on at the last minute. But um, it just couldn't have been more fantastic for us. I mean, it definitely turned out you know, to be a wonderful experience for us. I don't know how much we did to help anybody else, but it certainly is something we will always keep with us and um, you know, take with us through our lives. So. Well, um, well, I know we were all thrilled to have you along because I, I will never forget shoving Thomas through the window of the bus. Um, we had it, It's just so much fun to have kid energy there with us. So what was your thinking as you started planning this trip? And, you know, were there any reservations about taking the kids to sub-Saharan Africa? Well, my parents love to travel, and I didn't travel a lot, but I, I did a little international traveling as a youth, and um, when my husband and I first got married, we lived in Europe for a year and a half, and I just, the more you see of the world, the more I think people realize that we are all the same, and we are just human beings, and we are all so similar, and I think it just gives you a greater perspective on on life and on treating each other with kindness and respect and love and that we all need the same, you know, basic needs and, and we're so much more similar than we are different. And so we have wanted to have our children experience that. Um, my husband's from a really small town in Illinois and his family does not like to travel and they, we've made them come to North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, you could tell they were a little uncomfortable, just, you know, one of his sisters only stayed three days before she drove home, and they just don't like to be away from home, and I just don't understand that, because I love to get away. I think it just broadens your horizon so much. And I agree with you completely, having grown up overseas, I think there's just so much value in understanding humans, because of exposing yourself to the world, and people yeah. in different places, and you're like, we are just the same, and I say that all the time, yeah. so I'm yeah, excited yeah, to hear yeah, you say that. Yeah. So did you have any reservations taking the kids over? Uh, no. I was just very, very excited. And I guess I was surprised. Uh, you know, you brought this up as being a courageous thing to do, which I've never you – know, I do not think of myself as a courageous person at all. <laughs> and And if I had – worried a lot about this, I guess maybe I wouldn't have done it. I don't know. But um, I was just very excited we had the opportunity and that things were working out as far as being able to get on this trip and get out of school early because we left before school was out. And the schools were so great about helping us do that. And the community was awesome about, you know, we had to bring suitcases full of supplies. And so I had at one point, I had 12 giant duffel bags <laughs> between my entryway and my husband's office. And yeah, you guys had a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, my word, just filling up with, with different things. So we had boxes to collect donations in three of the schools in our town. And I had people who didn't know me Facebook me and say, I work at Staples. Why don't you come in, you know, and grab. I, I, we brought all those glue sticks. People were like, what are you going to do with glue sticks? <laughs> we didn't know. <laughs> great and they said just come you know get supplies like you can come do shopping at Staples because the headquarters is, is the town next to us and people were so wonderful as I was trying to get all this ready and I, I it was months we had this stuff laid out in our house collecting supplies and whatnot people would say to me I could never do this and I thought what, what's so hard about doing this? You know, I thought, how could you say you could never do this? I just to me it was just a blessing that we could go and we just were so excited about it. And I say we were. My kids actually, when, I, when we first told them we were going, 
they were a little bit grumpy about it. And I thought, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I, I thought, what, what are we teaching you? And how are we raising you? And why wouldn't you just jump at this experience? And so, you know, we all come from different places and different places in our heads, I guess. And I just, I didn't know how they couldn't be excited, you know, as excited as we were. And by the time, I don't know, we'd probably been there three days and they just were loving it. And by the time we came home, I, they all wanted to do it again. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they did want to do it. So they weren't nervous as much as just like, oh, really? We don't get to go to the beach this summer? Yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I'm not so <laughs> sure what it was. But they were kind of grumpy about it. And, um, you know, then we brought the pills home. Everyone had to take these massive pills. <laughs> mm. Malaria, um, yep. It, malaria and um, whatever the preventative medication we had to take before we actually left. And they, they got on board and they were good sports about all that and, People got excited about all the free movies on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things, really. But uh, your group was so welcoming. And, you know, my kids are normal kids. They can get really crabby. But I will say they were fantastic on that trip. They yeah, were fantastic. They, they were. And we couldn't have been more pleased with how everybody got along and and did their part, you know. I think they yeah, did. Yeah, no, they way. really so, did. They yeah. held their own and... Yeah. and uh, yeah weren't in the way ever and were just yeah. lovely yeah. little contributors. During the time that you were there, did anything surprise you about the kids and their behavior or their reactions to things? Anything sort of new happen or surprise you about them? I, well, I think the fact that they did get along. <laughs> you know, we, we have our, our regular little tiffs here in the house. They really, I saw them helping each other a lot. This shouldn't be surprising. This should be normal behavior. But... I really saw them kind of band together and really get in there and work. So when we were at the schools, as you know, we were doing a lot of physical work, right? A lot of shoveling, a lot of heaving and hoeing. <laughs> and um, not too sweaty because the weather was so nice, right? But it was some mm -hmm. hard physical labor that we were doing. <laughs> yeah, mixing cement by hand and taking a shovel from the left and, you know, shovel full of gravel on the left and flicking it to the right, right, and then back and forth in these piles. I was really impressed with my two oldest. They got right in there, and they just kept working. I was very impressed with that. And then the kids, when we, the African children in Malawi that lived near the school, they would all run into where we were building the school when the bus would come down the lane. So our bus would come in, you know, down this one dirt road to the school where we were working, and all the kids would come running in, and then they'd wait for us and be excited and greet us with songs and dance as we got off the bus. And that just, like, almost made me cry every morning. I loved that. I don't know if they knew anyone's name except for my third child, Andrew, right? <laughs> and we'd get off the bus and they'd yell, Andrew, Andrew, <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. And he felt like the king of Mangachi. <laughs> Yeah, And so he yeah. was so excited every day. He didn't work a whole lot, which he's not a great worker at home either. <laughs> but he just loved interacting, and he'd bring, you know, the soccer balls, or he just was so excited to play with the kids. And he loved that he – and he's probably my most social child. And so I think they picked up on that, and he was the right age, too, to be playing with them. He just made a bond with several of those children, and I have the best picture of about six or seven of those boys surrounding him on our last day. And I just love looking at that photo. So he was, he totally stood up to being very uh, social and friendly and kind of reaching out and making that bond between everybody. And I loved that. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I do remember that them all having fun yeah. and running around and, and 
carting yeah. each other in the wheelbarrows and, yeah, and yeah, all of that. Yeah. And just and Catherine, being a kid. She, yeah. Catherine, my youngest, who was nine at the time, just turning nine, she is, is shy. Okay, we had two girls on our trip who were college age, and they had brought Polaroid cameras and fingernail polish and bubbles and all sorts of fun things. And they were so good at interacting and, and getting out there with the kids. And so one day when we brought the nail polish out, Catherine was, you know, being a little bit shy because she wasn't really helping a whole lot making the, the bricks, the cement bricks either. But um, she got brave and was talking to some of them and sat down. And I remember looking over and just seeing a ton of kids around her. And she was painting nails, you know, nails of girls, nails of boys, nails of moms. Yeah. And she just, she felt so proud that she had been a part of that. And she still talks about that today, just how much fun that was. That's awesome. Well, and I remember you and Joe, your husband, and the two oldest boys, Mason and Thomas, just working like crazy. And I think part of the kids' contribution, you know, the the guys just getting in there and shuttling was watching you guys do it. And you didn't make any excuses, and you weren't sitting on the sidelines, and you no. you guys were working your butts off and earning your keep as well. And I think that's such a you know, an important thing that parents have to remember is that we're our role models for our kids. And, yeah. And you I, guys were, were amazing. I definitely agree. We are role models in the good and the bad ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we are that, human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very true. You can't tell them to do something if you're not doing it and expect it to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what about your experience and coming back? Where Where has your mindset shifted or your courage or – anything as a result of going on that trip? Wow. You know, just as far as material things, you know, you, you really come home and you think, boy, we don't really need all this stuff that we're surrounded by, you know? And um, you just really think what is important, right? What's important? Family is important. Love, showing your children and your spouse and your, your um, extended family and your friends who are close to you just showing them that you love them and being kind and looking to help people, that really is what's important in life. And it, it really helps bring you back to that, to see how little people have and how happy they can be with what little they do yeah. have. And that, you know, it's not all yeah. this other stuff or what car you're driving or, you know, those kinds of things. So, yeah. and then just trying to not worry, <laughs> but um, want your children to make the best choices they can in life as far as education and, and whatnot so that they can move forward hopefully with some sort of career and goal in mind that they will be helping people in the future, you know. So they will choose something meaningful that's meaningful to their lives that will also be something that can, can help others going forward in the future. Yeah. Well, and exposing them to, you know, Warm Hearts Foundation and the mm-hmm. builders in Malawi and all of that, you know, they start to mm-hmm. see what their options are, and it's, mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. really awesome. Mm-hmm. So as a parent, where do you get scared? Where do you feel like you really need, because it sounds like this trip, which for other people would be like, wow, that took a lot of guts. You're like, yeah, let's go out no. So where does <laughs> courage play in for you, which is exactly how I would be, so I'm not judging at all. Like that's, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. Um, where does courage come in to to parenting for you? Oh boy, I guess every day. <laughs> um, although I don't, I don't know that I really thought of that. But I, um, wow, I guess I don't, I don't really think about courage so much. I have a lot of faith, right? 
I hmm. live my life daily with just a lot of faith, faith in God, and I use prayer a lot. And, um, boy, I don't know about individual situations. I think more kind of in general. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Just kind of the up late <laughs> at night thinking and saying, oh, boy. Well, yeah, I'd say more in general these days. Um, there just seems a lot to worry about. Yeah. No, I think there's just a lot to worry about um, every day, right? If you watch the news, which I, I try mm. to watch enough to stay in touch, but not too much that it scares me. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. um, you, you just want your children to go out and be good people and make good choices and be happy and be safe. <sighs> wow. I think just every day is, <sighs> you know, you just have a, a little bit of courage to send them off and to... <laughs> try and, and talk to them when they come home and try and, um, you know, I've got three boys and two of them really don't like to talk very much. <laughs> so, Like you said, your husband's a man of few words. Yeah, he is. He, that is. On. <laughs> he is. And I just try to find situations, like whether we're in the car alone or I find like going in their bedrooms at night, um, you know, if no one else is in there and I just sit on their beds and, and that's probably the best time that I can get them to talk a little bit and just kind of let me know what's going on and so I can try and help navigate a little bit more. And I definitely will be talking and I tell myself in my head, okay, you stop talking now. <laughs> see if yeah. see if they'll tell you more or maybe just sit with them because um, I know if someone is not a big talker, they don't want you to keep going on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, so I, right. I just, it's kind of a daily, a daily ongoing thing where I'm just trying to figure out the best way to stay in touch with them and to be there to help guide them. Well, and it sounds like the courage comes in letting them out the door, like letting them out of your, <laughs> yeah. you know, your yeah. safety and your control. And like, I can't take care of them all the time. Yeah. And my oldest is a junior. And so we've been looking at colleges and, you know, signing up for ACT and SAT tests and all that. And we've been thinking a lot about him leaving. And that, that's scary. I will say that's yeah. scary. That takes a lot of courage for parents to send their kids off. Although some days he'll <laughs> leave the house to go to school and I, <laughs> I physically wave, like, bye, I'm not going to miss you. <laughs> but, I mean, when it comes down to it, you know, it, it is scary. It's scary to put them out there in this world because there's a lot, of, a lot of scary stuff these days. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. And, as, you know, as a non-parent, I, I think of that a lot. I'm like, wow, I, just, I can have a hard time dealing with myself out in the world, let alone, it's true. Let alone it's little, true. little people. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's very true. So if you had... One bit of advice for parents when it comes to an international trip or maybe the kid wants to go on a mission trip with the church group or something like that, what, what advice would you give parents? Um, one thing we've, I mean, this is a simple, easy little thing that we've done every time we've gone somewhere a little more exotic is um, everybody takes a piece of what we think we're going to encounter. So whether it's the food or, you know, a certain city or a certain piece of artwork or, you know, something we think we're going to see if there's a museum or, you know, some um, mountain that we want to hike or something like that. And everyone takes a piece of that and everyone does a little Google Doc on it. <laughs> and then we come together and um, my husband brings a projector home from work and we we have a night where we just share all these presentations. And that has been so fun because then everyone is a little bit more prepared before we go. And then when we get there to wherever we're going, we are looking for these things that we have 
discussed or talked about and um, or the certain food that we want to try. In fact, I'm trying to think of my husband did the things from Malawi, foods of Malawi. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think I think Chombo, the fish that we ate every single night. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was part of his slideshow. And um, and so we were familiar with it. And we it was good because we were very familiar with it by the time we left. That is, that's not really something to build up courage or anything, but just something to become familiar. And it gets the kids more engaged as they're in the place. Um, they say, oh, mom, there's that you know, that tower we saw and that tower that dad had a slide of, you know, that's right there in the middle of the city and kind of gets them more excited and familiar. Yeah, and I think that does help with fear because part of fear is unknown. That's and true. so as you that's start to become more familiar with the yeah. food and, the, oh, it's just fish, I eat fish here, you know, and yeah. you start to yeah. become more familiar with it, you start to realize, oh, this isn't so crazy. And it yeah, does. So I think true. that's phenomenal. Yeah. And I remember the kids talking about that on the trip, too. I remember, I think it was Andrew saying, oh, yeah, we did a project on this. Like, come on, lady, didn't you? And uh, it was just such a, such a fun. Well, in Mangachi, I think there was one stoplight in the town. Is that about accurate? (laughs) That wasn't even working. (laughs) Yeah, right. um, and at one point, we had taken kind of a detour, maybe when we were going to see the, the markets that day where the women had their, their fresh fruit displayed, you know, their tomatoes. And, and um, mm-hmm. we did see this tower in the center, and it was like the one tall thing around. And we're like, that must be the picture that you put in your slideshow. And we had been looking for that and looking for that, and so that was really fun to come across that and, and see that. So that's yeah. true. <laughs> that familiar thing. I love it. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for your time. This has been phenomenal. And uh, you're, A, delightful. And I'm so glad that you were with us and all the kids were with us on that trip. But I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today about courage. Well, thanks so much for calling. And it was a pleasure being here.